So as I've shared over the past couple episodes, my husband and I have recently moved to the United States and I grew up here, but I've lived away most of the year for quite a few years now. And so within the first month that I was back, I was really just in observation mode and just was really curious about my own reaction to things. And I was getting my feet done. I was getting a pedicure and I was looking over at the fish tank that they had there. And it was, uh, I guess, a pretty basic fish tank as far as uh, a fish tank would go at a nail salon. And it had some different colored, uh, for instance, koi fish. There was a couple orange ones and there were some white ones in there. And, you know, the rocks were kind of a grayish color. Uh, I think there was like a little figurine there, a couple fake plants, etc. And then that night I went out to dinner with my family and there was another fish tank at the restaurant. And it was a completely different fish tank. I mean, it was a breathtaking fish tank. It it was like almost floor to ceiling. It had Nemo in there. It had all kinds of tropical, colorful saltwater fish. It was uh, entangled with all of these kind of uh, hiding places that the fish could go in. You know, a little diver was in there with his pot of gold and had very colorful rocks and things like that. And the thought occurred to me that changing cultures or going into any situation, it doesn't have to be as drastic as moving countries or cultures within a country even, because there's lots of different subcultures even within the same country. It it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. But being confronted with another belief system or another culture, another family even, is much like jumping fish tanks to me. So just follow me here on this. You know, if you took the koi fish and he was able to adapt to this, you know, nice salt water area, which let's say he could, he would be a little unsure of himself in that new environment likely. But because he's built to adapt to his surroundings, he likely would adapt very quickly. Where he would get used to seeing Nemo and Dory and all of the other saltwater fish and would learn the roads and the ways of life in this particular fish tank. So even if the inclination at the beginning was to be afraid or to be judgmental to Nemo and think of Nemo as a lesser fish, the, the truth of the matter is both fish tanks are neutral, just like both of our worldviews are essentially neutral. Just like different cultures, in and of themselves, is just a bunch of people that got together and said, this is how we do life. <laughs> but, but no particular culture, no particular person has a lock on the absolute truth of what inherently things mean in the world. You are listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. And so coming back into the environment that I was raised in, that I was psychologically conditioned in from the societal norms and values, from the media, from the teaching and education system, and then also what I learned from my family growing up, it, it's been so interesting to come back and observe how many things have changed and, and, and simultaneously how easy it is for something to occur, what I'm going to call belief leak. 
And I'm going to define that as the usually unconscious acceptance of the worldviews of other people as the way something is, the way life is, the way relationships should be, the way you should think about money, the actions you should take with your money. So this notion of belief leak, this kind of natural adaptability that we have as human beings and thus the unconscious acceptance of the world views of those around you, what people do around you, what's important as we adapt to that, it kind of makes sense to me that it would be very easy then, for instance, to get out of touch with your own authentic beliefs, to get out of touch with what you want to believe. This notion of belief leak and our ability as human beings to be so highly adaptable in part can explain a little bit of how easy it can be, for instance, to get into an unhealthy or abusive relationship and to stay in that relationship because your new level of what's normal occurs very quickly and it becomes difficult because you're exposed to that person for oh so many hours in a day or in a week or in a month or over years that it becomes difficult I think to discern between what is an authentic belief for you what's authentic and how you know you should or want to be treated in the reality of what's going on. Or if we want to take a a maybe more innocent example, you know, you have the example that you, you fall out of touch with some friends from school and you haven't seen them in 10 years and then you reconnect and you're having, and as you're having a conversation, you're kind of realizing that they have the same kind of worried and limited thinking about money you know, they're complaining about being broke, even though they make $80,000 a year now. They're not a student anymore, but it doesn't matter. Their, their belief about money is the same, but yours might have changed. And it's only through your belief changing and going back to that original environment that you can see that it's just a belief. It's not, it's not reality. It's just one perception out of an infinite amount of ways to perceive and make meaning out of something. This belief leak, I really invite you this week, if you find yourself, especially in situations that you haven't been in for a while and then you come back to them, just get curious about this process. If after hanging out with folks again that you haven't seen in a while, maybe it's family, maybe it's friends, check to see if you start to take on kind of unconsciously some of their beliefs or or mindsets along with you if you start to hang out with them over a long period of time. It's not necessarily a bad thing unless you kind of have a gauge that, eh, you know, I, I used to not be so stressed about this one particular issue and now I'm really stressed about this. Hmm, could this be a belief leak situation? And if so, um, you know, if this really wasn't my original thought, is, is this helpful to me to kind of act as if this is the way? Is this what I should do or must do? And just get curious about that. That would be kind of my homework. And uh, I'll just leave it with this one last thing about this belief leak kind of thing, because I think it's really fascinating because I've gone to quite a bit of 
personal development seminars over, over the years. And you might be able to relate to this if you've done that yourself, where you're in the event, you're all jazzed up, you're learning something new, and you're confident this is going to make the difference in my life. When I go back, things are going to be different. And then you go back into your everyday life and you find that the environment around you is the same as it was before you learned this new technique. So it could be that very quickly you just kind of fall back into old routines. You start kind of picking up and kind of going along to get along per se, you know, picking up the beliefs of other people and kind of saying, yeah, you're right. It is like that. Life is hard or, um, you know, money, money should always be something to stress about or whatever. These are silly examples, but you get what I'm kind of saying here. This is why I'm so huge on insight-based learning versus just giving techniques because insight-based learning really occurs when someone has a a realization moment themselves where they truly see something deeper. And there's something about seeing something very deeply, having a new kind of aha thought about whatever problems or situations you're up against in your life. There's something about that that has the power to kind of break down those belief systems a little bit more permanently. That way, when you go back into your environment, yeah, you may find yourself caught up in thinking old things or being influenced by those around you, but you have a very steady foundation from which to look, a a very steady foundation in which to return to yourself and be able to ask yourself kind of sometimes the hard questions. Is this how I really want to live my life? Is this, is this way of living helpful to me? Is believing these things helpful to me? Are these actions helpful to me? And ultimately, was this my original thought or is this a belief leak? That's all I have for today. That was a lot. (laughs) But this really has been on my mind a lot over the past few months, this notion of belief leak. And and because, which is a great thing about the human race that we're so adaptable and so resilient. But sometimes it can be helpful to kind of be on to ourselves about this and realize that we all have this capacity because we're so adaptable to just unconsciously accept that the way that people are doing life around us is the ultimate way to do life. And it it just isn't true. You know, this kind of going along to get along kind of thing. Um, Certainly it must, (laughs) I'm certain that it has evolutionary roots and was important to our survival at some point. But in today's day and age, um, it, it doesn't serve us or keep us safe, right? It just creates a lot of stress, a lot of worry, and, and, and will probably result in making some very not, not so great, I was going to say bad decisions, because you're coming from a place of lack of scarcity of fear versus a place of clarity. And so how can we begin to make clearer and clearer decisions as a race? And how can we support ourselves and one another into living life in a much broader capacity where we're not so locked in and tormented by our cultural conditioning, our psychological conditioning, our relationship conditioning, uh, and, and so on and so forth. I invite you this week to play around with the idea that beliefs may or may not leak (laughs) and and what beliefs are are really helpful to you and just remembering how quick it can be for us to 
fall into a new normal. And if you find yourself in stress and distress lately, the beauty of it is we can always have a new normal created. We're never stuck. We're never locked into one certain pattern, even though it really feels that way. We're truly not. Okay, I'm really done now. You've been listening to what we should have learned in school. I'm your host, Amy Leo. I invite you to click that subscribe button. One simple click really could make a difference. Again, our goal here is to really help facilitate those aha moments. But again, I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe this show doesn't do anything for you, but maybe it will do something. So it might be worth taking that very low risk of just clicking subscribe and hanging in with me every month.